If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP? You guys, it's Rick Tittle. Alrighty then, thank you for that, and welcome to a fresh week of sports talk right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Rick Tittle with you once again, 9 to noon, my customary time out here on the West Coast, noon to 3 on the East Coast, add or subtract time accordingly, wherever you might happen to be listening. It is great to have you with us. Come on in and let's talk some sports. I cover everything, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, quarter the ball, chess checkers, rugby, cricket, that type of stuff. We'll talk about it together at that toll-free line, 1-800-878-PLAY. Once again, don't write it down, dial it up. We'll pay for the call. You'll pay for my cell phone plan? No, we'll pay for the call. 1-800-878-PLAY, 7529. We have the NCAA title game. Who would have thought that UConn would be a heavy favorite coming in as a five seed? And there you got San Diego State as a six. We've never had one like this. We will check it out. Definitely rooting for the Aztecs in this one as my... Younger brother went to SDSU, spent a lot of time down there. But uh, if I'm going to bet on it, and we'll talk to J.D. Sharp about that at 11-12, you would probably think UConn would be the way to go, but you never know. Uh, coming up in about a half hour, we'll have um, Malcolm Harris-Gowdy from Special Olympics. We'll also have Hunter Armour from Fansided. Author Ryan McGee will join us. He's written a book called Welcome to the Circus of Baseball. And film director Brandon Slagle will uh, be out um, will be out with Breakout. That's the name of his movie. That'll be at 1140. But in between all that, let's talk some sports. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel 2, and your cable provider, 35 million homes, homes, and the American Forces Radio Network, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, Space Force, Delta Force, 500 outlets, 177 countries, wherever you're listening. Uh, thank you for uh, keeping us safe and allowing us to do this frivolity Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle is the Facebook fan page. So many fans. The Twitter is at Rick Tittle and the emails Rick at SportsByline.com. Come on back. Let's do this. 
everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome, he's a genius. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to this show. Rick Tittle with you. <clears throat> That's not my real voice. Rick Tittle with you, 1-800-878-PLAY. The other day I had a guy in studio and he was like taking down my name. He was gonna, uh, He's like, do you spell it uh, with uh, two T's or one T like Y-A Tittle? And I was like, well, Y-A Tittle spelled it with two. Otherwise, it would be title. He's like, good point. Speaking of title games, we had the 
ladies title game last night and um caitlin clark who is a tittle vet and um someone who uh, i was kind of rooting for anyone who comes on my show gets a little bit of a fondness uh, from me <clears throat> uh it didn't go down the way iowa wanted it to was lsu captured its first ever women's national championship pretty emphatically 102 85 102 is a lot of points in a women's college basketball game. So it was 85. Uh, Angela Reese <clears throat> was a huge reason why. As uh, By the way, we also had Flojay Johnson on the show from LSU as well. Thank you, Dominic, for reminding me of that. Um, but Angel Reese had 15 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 3 steals. So a little tittle magic getting both to the show but with under a minute left in the game and the outcome already decided Reese did a apparently John Cena the wrestler and I know how to pronounce his name because he was once at a Tottenham game wearing a jersey and everyone was cheering for him and they go look from America it's John Cena and I had no idea who he was but I thought how can an American guy be so famous in England and I never heard of him but anyway he did a you-can't-see-me gesture, which is waving the hand in front of the face. It's the same one that Caitlin Clark used against Louisville in the Elite Eight. So there's a thing going on now they think is racial because when Caitlin Clark did it against Louisville, she was praised on social media. <clears throat> and then Reese did it, and she got the opposite reaction. And... The only difference between the two is then Reese pointed to her ring finger like I'm getting a ring. But here, let me tell you about what Caitlin Clark did in this uh, final, uh, I should say, NCAA run. Averaged 32 points, 10 assists, shot 49% from the field, set single tournament records for most points, 191, most assists, 60 most three-point field goals made, and that's 32. She had back-to-back 40-point games in the Elite Eight and in the Final Four as well. <clears throat> and the record she broke, actually, um, was Glenn Rice, uh, believe it or not. Glenn Rice, in 1989, went for 184 points. Glenn Rice, by the way, did it with Sarah Palin, according to Sarah Palin. Thought I would just throw that in there because now when I think Glenn Rice, that's the first thing I think of. But, of course, social media didn't like the fact that Caitlin Clark was losing. And so they thought that what Reese did was classless. And <clears throat> after the game, during the press conference, Reese took the mic and she said, all year I was critiqued about who I was. I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in a box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me that's going to speak up on what they believe in. It's unapologetically you. That's what I did it for tonight. It was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is going to go on a rage every time, and I'm happy. I feel like I've helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. 
So I look forward to celebrating in the next season. And just to double down, she tweeted out on her own Twitter, that'd be easy to do on Twitter, the putting the hand in front of her face in front of Caitlin Clark. And so um, while a lot of people on social media were outraged, the one who experienced it firsthand didn't think much of it at all. Clark explained after the game that she had no idea that Reese was taunting her, and she added that her focus was to get into the handshake line and to be grateful that her team was even in that position too. Kaylin Clark said, quote, all you can do is hold your head high, be proud of what you did, and all the credit in the world to LSU. They were tremendous. They deserve it. They had a tremendous season. Kim Mulkey coached them so, so well. She's one of the best basketball coaches of all time. And she only said really kind things to me in the handshake line. So I'm great, very grateful for that, too. But honestly, I have no idea. And I was just trying to spend the last few moments on the court with especially the five people that I've started 93 games with and relishing every second of that. And end quote. So, as I said, after knocking off the defending champ, South Carolina, and setting all sorts of March Madness records and just captivating the sport with her offensive ability, uh, Clark left on the, uh, the high road. <clears throat> but as I said, 191 points. She was a scoring machine all year long. And it's one thing if she's scoring against, you know, Valdosta State. She's playing against the best of the best in the NCAA tournament and still going down. As I said, multiple 40-point games, averaging 32 points. And the previous women's record, by the way, was held by Cheryl Swoops, which shouldn't be a surprise, right? She scored 177 points for Texas Tech, and uh, that was 30 years ago as she led that school to their only national championship. And then, of course, I mentioned Glenn Rice, who was a great player at uh, Michigan and uh, national championship in 1989. But... While Clark's scoring received most of the attention for good reason, she's a really good playmaker. As I said, you send out multiple defenders, you double-team her and triple-team her, she will find her teammates. And as I said, eight assists in the title game took her to 60. That is six games, 60 assists. Even I can do that math, right? Ten per game. And uh, that is the new record for a player in a single women's tournament. The all-time record was Mark Wade of UNLV in 87 with 61, if you want to compare, once again, men and women's. But 41, 10, and 12, in the Elite Eight, Clark and Iowa squared off with Haley Van Lith and Louisville in what was supposed to be an intense and competitive game until the Hawkeyes broke that open. And it was the tail of the entire game with Clark finishing with 41, 10, and 12. That was her fifth triple-double of the season, the 11th of her career and she became the first player in tournament history, men or women, to have a 40-point triple-double. And the Iowa head coach, Lisa Bluter, said, are you kidding? It's mind-boggling. That's her own coach. And so that 41-point triple-double against Louisville then sent Iowa to the 5-4 and set up that very much anticipated showdown with the fighting Gamecocks the undefeated reigning national champs and they needed Clark to be historic and she did. And she not only had the best performance of her career, maybe the best ever in the history of the NCAA tournament, 77, 73 win 
41 points, six rebounds, eight assists. 41 points is the most ever in a semifinal game. And Bluter said, I think she's the most phenomenal basketball player in America. I don't think there's anybody like her in so many regards, not only scoring, but passing the ball, handling the ball. She had the ball in her hands almost all the time tonight with some pretty good defensive players. And it is true. I mean, let's face it. You know, Caitlin Clark is a very classy young lady, and she did the John Cena thing, and everyone's like, look how great. And then the black girl does it, and they say, look how unclassy she is. I mean, there's a little tinge of racism or a big tinge of racism there. I mean, it's just factual. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We will come on back. Open lines at 1-800-878-PLAY. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. 
you get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say that I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you very much. Don't interrupt me, please. Thank you. (laughs) What did I just say? Do you know who I am? You must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. Well, that's dramatic. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. How you doing, man? How you doing? Are you all right? By the way, you got to love Kim Mulkey's uh, outfit last night for LSU. I just, I wouldn't have the, I don't have the panache I don't have the style, but as Caitlin Clark was saying, one of the greatest coaches ever, and she was wearing a hot pink tiger stripe sport coat. I guess I would call it a sport coat um, with gold sparklies all over it. And it's definitely look at me. It was looks like something from the Soviet Union, maybe in 1975. But as I said, everything in Fashion is cyclical, bell-bottoms to skin-tight jeans to back to (laughs) bell-bottoms. To me, I think one of the more interesting things I've seen, and we'll get to sports in a second, in fashion is that when I was growing up, all I wore was Converse high tops. No one called them chucks back then. They were Converse high tops. And at the beginning of the school year, you got a pair for the year, and we got to pick colors and it's like, what color do you want? And I'd be like blue. And they go, they don't have that color. And be like white. My mom's like, you're not buying white shoes. They'll be too dirty. They have maroon in your side and sizing. All right, Marianne. But now Converse high tops, that's just for teenage girls. Basically things are cyclical. You know who understands that is Charlie and hell's kitchen, Manhattan. How you doing, man? I understand that the A's victory on opening night seemed like about six months ago after the last two games. (laughs) I was there opening night, and I was there yesterday, and we have averaging one run per game. Um, That's why after we were – I wanted to take a picture of us being in first place after opening night because I knew that would be the only time all year. Yeah, because I – you know, unless the game's on MLB, I, 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 I'm still my um, self-imposed exile from watching them. But uh, I follow the box score, and I saw uh, what's what was the guy kid's name? Fuji Fujinami. Yeah, Fujinami not good. For Saturday, he, he he. Well, they 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 showed a clip of him striking out Trout, and then and then, oh, I or they they and then I, I yeah, came good back first two innings. Yeah. yeah, and I saw it was eleven nothing. After I'm like, what happened? <laughs> what what did this guy? They just lit him up, and um, and then yesterday yeah. I see that Trout and and uh, Showy 
went back to back or something. And I said, oh, this is more like the A's we should expect to see uh, going forward. But um, yeah, how was the crowd Monday uh, opening night? Opening night, it was a it was a really good crowd. There were long lines for food, and it was about twenty seven thousand. So for that stadium, and it was probably like seven thousand A's fans. So <clears throat> getting twenty thousand A's fans out, uh, unfortunately, that's kind of an accomplishment. But there was a really good vibe, and um, as we were hoping, Kyle Moeller looked really good and was able to squeeze yeah. out of some jams. The bad thing about Walt, and I root for Waldachuk because not just because he's a top Yankee prospect who I was excited about, but he went to my college, St. Mary's. But what for me, the problem with him is that he throws too many strikes. It's sort of like back in the day right. with Kurt Young in the Bash Brothers days. He's just all oh, over remember, the plate. Yeah. yeah, his fastball doesn't move. It's just, and he gives up, uh, oh, Hoppy, his first major league home run, and then Trout hits a home run, and the very next pitch, Otani hits a home run. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we've all predicted their losses, and we... Yeah. This is what I saw, but I did, actually I did watch opening night because it was on MLB, and I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I watched more than watch Joey pitch than the A's, but I was curious because you talked about uh, the pitcher for the A's, um, uh, Muller, and uh, he looked like he had some good stuff. I mean, they, you know, but that's a typical. I mean, the last two games, I'm not giving much credit to the Angels because. Like I, like we said, they're going to win between seventy nine and eighty three games. That's that's just um, uh, the way I think he's going to play out. But it seems like everything I've been reading in baseball, everyone's high on Seattle. Are they really? Are they really projected to be make a deep run? I mean, uh, well, it's because uh, of Seattle. the you know, the young talent they have and the fact that they actually made the playoffs last year. So they're just seeing. They just think that's a team with a lot of momentum. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I still think Houston is still the prohibitive favorite to come out yeah. of the American League again. I Me just, too. It just seems so loaded. And 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 then and I was on a side note. How, how do you think Bob Melvin feels? He he was with the A's for X number, whatever number, ten years or whatever he did. And they never signed anyone. They trade away, and now he's with the Padres, and they just keep signing all their. Pl- I mean, just didn't they just sign some guy just now? Uh, uh, I just read. Yeah, Jake, signed, Jake uh, Cronenworth. Yeah, yeah, just seven years, eighty million. It just—he must be like, like, what are they doing? You know, like, I just. How how the Padres spend? Like, I don't want to get like. I'm just frustrated with Fisher and 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 the state of the A's and why. Well, uh, the, the the whole thing about when you're a billionaire and then you act like the money you spend is in direct correlation to how many churros you sell. It doesn't make any sense because you're already a billionaire and that's what the Padres are doing. And they're not even as rich as, as the A's, but Bob Melvin, you know, he basically, he got to the point where he kind of asked to go. But I remember one time talking to him about that whole thing about, you know, Liam Hendricks opening the wild card game at Yankee stadium from, Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Two batters in, it was two nothing. Two batters in, two nothing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But I remember Bob Melvin, and he, I wouldn't, I'm not going to quote him on this, but whenever he said the word opener, he had this little look in his eye like he hated it. So he was under oh, strict rules to do what Billy yeah, wanted bean, him to that's do. That's the bean move. Yeah, that was a bean yeah. move. That started um, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, how are the Padres spending money like a drunken sailor? And 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 I assume they're not a bigger market than than the Bay than Oakland. I, I mean, I don't know the, the 
the statistics. No, they're, they're not a bigger market because Oakland is considered the San Francisco Bay Area because it is. It's right across the Bay Bridge from San Francisco. It's the same uh, clientele, as they say. And so it's just a matter of ambitious owners who – and the thing that Petco is a great park, but they're spending way more money than they're taking in, and they don't care because they want to win. So, but the, so my last question is, so the, the, what's, the, what's the end game with the A's, with, the, with Fisher? They're trying to devalue the team so much and make it so – prohibitively uh, or just just to devalue them to the point where they they have to leave Oakland is that what what's the game plan like I'm not I'm not following the, the game uh, plan right yeah the game plan right now is to create a team to make it look like you or I owned it that we just don't have two pennies to rub together they're on a lease for one more year. So this is the penultimate year of the Oakland A's. I think we're going to get one more year at the Coliseum and then that's it. That's that's the end game for them. All right. And so I think I asked you last this last week. They they're screwing up. We've already screwed up their deal with Vegas unless that can be re re Only the A's could screw up that deal. Only the right? a, you said that last year <laughs> last week and I laughed out loud. <laughs> So if the Vegas thing falls through, where do they go? I asked you this again last year. Are they going to Portland? Are they going to Charlotte? Are they going to Des Moines? Where, MLB, where? MLB, really, MLB really, really does not want to go to a smaller market. And so they would, they would loathe to be in Portland or Indianapolis or Louisville, even Montreal. They want to stay in the Bay Area unless it's Vegas because they love Vegas. So if it's a smaller market... It's not so much that MLB wants them out of Oakland; they just want a team in Vegas. So they will. So, despite what the, however they screw up the deal, the MLB will push it through. Is what you're sort of saying? Well, I, like I just it, make it, it gets to the point. Well, MLB doesn't control Vegas, so um, they can right, get to the right, point right. where I mean, they're, if the A's just say, "Hey, look, build us a new stadium, and we'll come," at a certain point. Grown men and grown women don't want to feel like schmucks. And then they'd be like, well, how much are you throwing in? And then plus when you deal with a guy who's so absentee like Fisher and then you deal with a guy like Cavill who's a snake oil uh, salesman, they just – you feel like when you talk to Cavill, you need a shower after. (laughs) Yeah, I I heard Vegas was just after after that. Deal. They said they just don't want to deal with Oak, uh, with the A's anymore, just because of how they were. Just I don't know the details, but just the things I've been reading online. That Vegas was like, you know, just just you know, what are you trying to pull here? So, it, like yeah. you said, it, leave, leave it to the A's to screw that deal up. Um, right. I think anyway, in the um, end there'll be some casino, maybe not in the most ideal spot, but there'll be some casino who say, look, we got fifty acres adjacent. We'll build it and for we'll you. I think some, stay. yeah, somebody will bend over for him. And then, all right, I got you. All right. Yeah. Well, on on that on that happy note, go A's. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks for the call, here. Charlie. I appreciate it. Talking a little baseball here. When we come back from the break, we have some guests talk a little Special Olympics and fan sighted and how this is going to work together. It's pretty interesting. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Bio.
Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Attention small business owners. The IRS has just released a notice that businesses eligible to file for the employee retention credit should not file with companies charging a percentage of their ERC refund. These companies have been shown to overqualify businesses, leaving the business owner open to audits and tax penalties. ERTCfiling.com helps small business owners file their employee retention credit forms accurately and at a cost that is a fraction of their competitors. And most importantly, ERTCfiling.com charges a flat fee, not a percentage of what you get back. So there's never a worry about overqualification. Businesses that were open in 2020 and 2021 and subject to any COVID government mandate, such as a capacity limitation, social distancing, supply chain issues, and increased vendor costs, will qualify. You do not need to have a reduction in revenue to qualify for this program. Stop any work you're doing with your current employee retention credit provider and call 833-GET-ERTC or go to ERTCfiling.com to schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. 
Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Hunter Armour from Fansided and also Special Olympian Malcolm Harris-Gowdy. Malcolm is going to make some uh, history coming up here at the Super Bowl working at uh, Radio Row. Hunter, let's start with you. How did this all come together? Hey, Rick. Great to be on the show with you today. Um, yeah, this has been uh, something that's been building over probably three or four years. Um, Fansided always tries to make an appearance at Radio Row, um, and Special Olympics over the years has done a great job of, of bringing Special Olympics athletes and partnering them with different celebrities and professional sports athletes uh, to, to do interviews on Radio Row. So that's kind of how the relationship started, how we got to know Special Olympics. Uh, over time, that relationship grew even further um, to the point where our parent company, Minute Media, and Special Olympics formed an official partnership. And that sort of teed up uh, our planning for this past uh, Super Bowl Radio Row. So we were looking to doing uh, interviews with them together. And, and Malcolm, uh, with his experience of past media work he's done, just seemed like the perfect candidate to work with. And, uh, you know, it, it worked out really well. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how the relationship developed. Malcolm, welcome to the show as well, and as someone who's been in this industry for decades, and when I've worked Super Bowl Radio Row, it's an embarrassment of riches. You just have stars all around you, and at any minute they can pop in, and on the one hand, it's nerve-wracking, but on the other hand, it's pretty amazing as well because of all the Hall of Famers that can just jump on your show. What's it like for you to uh, like embrace this opportunity? Appreciate you having me on the show as well, as well uh, Rick. Uh, I mean, when when I got to do this with Hunter and with Fansida, um, just the experience itself was breathtaking. It was the time of my life. Um, I did so many different um, interviews the entire week, so it was like multiple interviews um, all week long. So what was it like when Anquan Bolden from the Players Coalition comes over to you and gives you the news that you're going to do this? I just, I just took it all in, Rick, and uh, I said, uh, "Wow, what a! It was amazing um, for him to, for him to, you know, to say that I get to go to the Super Bowl as part of the media. Um, it was a, uh, it was amazing, and uh, it was like, wow, the hard work." Um, that I, you know, that I have been doing for so many years has finally paid off. You know, I've been to some of those things like NBA Finals, World Series, what have you, and those post-game press conferences, there are so many members of the media from around the world, and it's hard to get the microphone to, to get a question in. You did get a question into uh, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, how surreal was that for you? <laughs> Rick, it was so surreal. I was, I just, I was like, I got my question in, you know, it was just so difficult um, doing post-game, you know, because like you said, you know, you have members of the media from all different outlets around the world and things of that nature. So, you know, you got to be really, really quick. And the thing, too, is they're rushing you at the same time because, you know, they want to go and enjoy the celebration and things like that. So, uh, Hunter, how do you go about – 
facilitating uh, from fan-sided one way or to the other to the Special Olympics because uh, over the years I've interviewed so many Special Olympians and uh, it's just uh, awe-inspiring. And have you found that most professional athletes also have that same and even more level of respect for those Special Olympians? Oh, definitely. I think um, every Special Olympics athlete has their own unique story and their own unique path and all of them are really interesting and inspiring. And I think that's what really kicked up our interest in working more with Special Olympics. I think it was for, you know, our first interview with them was with a very engaging, interesting athlete um, from Special Olympics, and she was paired up with Brian Erlacher. Uh, so we were excited to talk to Brian Erlacher, but as the interview went on, we realized there's so much, so much great stories um, from this athlete, Bree. Um, and she was really kind of the talk of Radio Row that day. She had different media members in tears with her story. Um, so that, that really inspired us and, uh, you know, really kind of justified, um, in our minds, looking for more opportunities for content with Special Olympics athletes because these are stories that, that people want to hear about and know about. And Malcolm, uh, as Hunter was saying, everyone in the Special Olympics has a story. Can you give us a little bit on uh, what your story is as a Special Olympian? Absolutely, Rick. Um, so my story um, um, with Special Olympics uh, all started when, um, back when I was in um, high school, I did the law enforcement torch run for three years in a row in high school, and uh and then that's how it all began. And then um, I participated as an athlete. So originally I had misplaced my paperwork. So someone at the school um, got me the paperwork. And uh, I've been a special women's athlete um, since 2006. I do basketball. I do track. I do bowling. I'm also a golfer. And uh, I've also been to state games for uh, special women's here in Florida. Just recently, we had our state basketball competition and our unified team. We actually won the gold medal over Miami-Dade. So we finished the season at 7-0. and So in the title game, we won by nine points. Um, one of the unified um, partners who was on our team, his name is John Allen III. So he nailed a, three, a three-quarters court shot to end the first half because we were up by three at the time. So he extended. So we extended our lead from three points to six, and we actually won by nine. Wow, outstanding! And then uh, finally, uh, Hunter, how do you see this in the in the future uh, progressing? Or are you just going to take it sort of like one remote at a time? Uh, yeah. So I think there's a lot of layers to it because of our our um, whole uh, parent company partnership with Special Olympics. So there's a lot of um, different things happening, but um, we're continuing to put out interviews and content um, throughout the year. Uh, we launched a platform called Why We Play, uh, part of the Fan Sided Network, which tells a lot of these great stories and gives us the place to continue to tell these stories so we don't have to just wait for a, a Super Bowl week um, because these, you know, events with Special Olympics are going on throughout the country, throughout the world at all different times of the year. So there's always there's always stories we can tell with them and, and having that relationship really just kind of opens the door and it's really streamlined our ability. Um, Fansighted itself is a network of over 300 sites. 
Um, we've got sites for every team. So there's a lot of content going out. And I think now um, with this relationship with Special Olympics, it really just kind of fits right in. Outstanding. Hunter Armour from Fansided and Special Olympian and broadcaster Malcolm Harris Gowdy. Gentlemen, congratulations and thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us, Rick. All right, no doubt. It's really cool. And you kind of think about it, too, um, when you think about the sedentary nature of this type of uh, work. Um, You don't need, obviously, to be... um, completely adept physically you just need to be able to ask good questions right i mean it's why would someone from the special olympics not be perfect uh if they know what they're doing that's a really cool thing but yeah just getting back to radio row when i had it here in uh san francisco for super bowl 50 and um it's hard to believe it's like seven years ago uh but uh dominic was working with us uh he was with us back then And we had all sorts of people scheduled and then they would walk around and I had, it's, uh, you know, when I did it at, um, I've done it four times for army Navy and there I have no on-site producer. I'm at the mercy of these people keeping their schedule. And I know Jimmy Shapiro kind of comes around this guy maybe once every three hours and is like, is everything okay? And I remember not this season but last season i was like blah blah was a no i think it was sean salisbury i don't remember he's like blah blah was a no show i mean it wasn't sean salisbury it was um, a pitcher for the yankees whatever um <laughs> and so but anyway at uh, radio row i have people who are like you know you see marcus allen you see jerry rice you know you see people like that and you're like you know as he was just saying brian urlacher you know like, can you sit down with us for a couple minutes and i remember i had matt Ryan, I've told the story. He was there on behalf of some shaving company, whatever it was, whether it was like, um, I don't know, Gillette, <clears throat> Menon, what have you. And the power went out and we just kind of sat there. Another one was this guy wearing a waiter outfit. What I thought was a waiter outfit. Apparently it was a chef outfit. To me, a chef outfit is the chef Boyardee white hat. But, uh, anyway, he, um, we ran out of time and they were like, that's Michael Mina. And I was like, Oh, I had no idea. Um, but then again, <clears throat> I got to interview the late, great Gail Sayers, you know, and, um, a guy who led the NFL in scoring as a rookie. The only other rookie to do that was named Marcus Allen. Um, and he was about as fragile as you could get. He had about, I don't know, six handlers, and I'll never forget, while I was interviewing Gail Sayers, Roger Staubach, and another guy who had won an award, I think he was a tight end or a wide receiver, he's also recently passed away, which is terrible. But I remember Roger Staubach was waiting for me to get done. Brandon Marshall, thank you. Brandon, uh, he passed away, huh? Um, I didn't think it was Brandon. I guess it was, yeah. But um, Roger Staubach was waiting for me to get done with Gail Sayers. I mean, that's about as it's uh, about as good as you get. Yeah, it wasn't Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall didn't pass away. It wasn't Demarius Thomas either. He passed away. I forget the name of the guy. I think he was a tight end. I feel bad now. I forgot. I got pictures with him holding this like big USAA disc, as he was like the USAA uh, 
man of the year. Let me see. Vincent Jackson. Thank you, Darren. Darren just chimed in with Vincent Jackson. All right. Yeah, that was it. And that's sad. But anyway, um, Radio Row is crazy. It's wild. Um, but it's also pretty unforgettable uh, unless you choke. And we did choke as a network for about 20 minutes when we went off the air. <laughs> but uh, it's live radio. What are you going to do? All right. We'll take a quick break. and We will come on back. Still time in hour number one. If you want to get in at 1-800-878-PLAY. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately,
unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Tittle always goes commando. Oh, thank you for that. Welcome back to this show. Just a little note from the NFL. U.S. Bank Stadium, which is one of the more remarkable-looking football stadiums in America, and it's on Chicago Avenue, which they tried to get changed, and Minneapolis said no. But this is a, um, a stadium that is basically brand new. There was a report today that to remain in top condition over the next decade, the city of Minneapolis will have to spend $280 million in repairs. That's right. Minnesota taxpayers make yearly deposits to the stadium's capital improvement fund, which right now has a surplus of $16 million. But the stadium's audio-visual room, one of the key areas for U.S. Bank's production value for events, says it needs $14 million in upkeep costs. <laughs> and so uh, Kansas City-based Populous, which is an architectural firm, funny, Hawk Sports is also from Kansas City. They did a uh, little uh, study on what they need. This, this building is just seven years old, by the way. And by the way, the assessment that they paid populace to see what they needed in improvements. Guess how much that assessment cost? Yes, $527,500. So they went around the stadium and you could either be labeled good, fair, or worn. Good means good. Fair means mm, might need some work and worn means fix it now. And so stripping on dorms, uh, doors, damage concession sign. Uh, so, it's pretty interesting when you think about something that's that young. It's also, if you think, kind of disturbing that there's still $377 million in bond debt on the original stadium. But I'll say this. Was it worth it? Absolutely. Look at that stadium. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. we got two more hours. Come on back.
USA News. I'm Richard Johnson. Former President Trump is scheduled to be in the air at this hour, bound for New York City ahead of tomorrow's scheduled arraignment on dozens of charges. The case developed by Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg centers on hush money payments former Trump fixer Michael Cohen claims he made to an adult film star on Mr. Trump's behalf, hoping to buy her silence at a pivotal moment in the 2016 campaign about an alleged affair a decade prior. Mr. Trump insists there was no affair. His attorneys insist there was no crime. NBC correspondent Garrett Hake outside the Manhattan courthouse where Trump supporters promise a large but peaceful demonstration tomorrow. President Biden heads to the Twin Cities today to visit a plant that's gearing up to make electrolyzers. That's a key piece in producing clean hydrogen for hydrogen fuel cell vehicles. Cummins, best known for heavy-duty diesel engines, is expected to announce a billion-dollar investment in several of its plants around the USA. The White House also says the president will not attend the coronation of Britain's King Charles. The First Lady will lead the U.S. delegation to the ceremony in London next month. The price of crude oil is up sharply today on word that Saudi Arabia is cutting production from May through the end of the year. World prices are up by about 6%. Saudi Arabia calls it a cautionary move to stabilize the market. The college basketball season ends tonight with the men's championship game in Houston. Tournament veteran Connecticut will play newcomer San Diego State. The Huskies cruised into the final. The Aztecs needed a game-winning basket literally at the buzzer to advance. The biggest name in mixed martial arts is merging with the biggest name in pro wrestling. The Endeavor Group, which owns UFC, is buying WWE to form a single company worth more than $21 billion. No word yet on on name for the new firm. This is USA News. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic and psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. As electric vehicles become more popular, state governments are trying to make up for the tax revenue lost by fewer of us filling up and paying all that tax on every gallon of gas. Gasoline-paying drivers are the ones who are subsidizing the free road usage of EVs right now. We need to remedy this and quickly. That's Terry Hall with Texans for Toll-Free Highways. That group's solution? A $200 fee tacked onto the annual registration for every EV. The people representing EV owners are good with that. Our members, when polled overwhelmingly, 76% said, yes, we are responsible for use of roads and want to pay our fair share. Tom Smith with Texas Electric Transportation Resources Alliance. $200 is about what owners of gas-powered cars pay each year in gas tax. So the bottom line of the new fee is that it would not be a new source of revenue. Regardless of how your car is powered, do you always, always pay attention to the road? Distracted driving is a huge problem for police. In Iowa, the state patrol is mounting a new crackdown. We are going to be out there 
in full force, and if we are able to prevent people from distracted driving, there's a chance you could receive a citation. Sergeant Alex Dinkler with the Iowa State Patrol. Among the reasons for auto recalls in the past week, leaking fuel tanks, torn airbags, defective side view mirrors. Biggest culprits are Honda and Chrysler with nearly 400,000 vehicles recently recalled. I'm Richard Johnson, USA News. If you own a business with employees and have not received your COVID ERTC payroll refund of up to $26,000 per employee, you need to act fast as time is running out. ERTCfiling.com has helped thousands of businesses across the country receive over a half billion dollars in government funds. This is not a loan and you do not have to pay it back. ERTCfiling.com consultants will make the process fast and easy and at a fee of less than 2%. Let ERTCfiling.com show you the money. Go to ERTCfiling.com to see how you qualify. Fees are at fixed rates per quarter qualified 2% based on total average rates. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Nice to have you with us wherever you are listening in this great land of ours. and So-so foreign ones. Got the NCAA championship game tonight. Definitely talk about that. We have a nice little surprise coming up after this break. Our buddy Adam Ferrara, actor and comedian, will join us real quick. He's at Cobb's just for uh, one night coming up on uh, Saturday, April 15th. So we'll talk to uh, Adam. Always a good time. Uh, Also coming up this hour, we'll have author Ryan McGee, who has a book called Welcome to the Circus of Baseball. Boop, 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 doo doo that's a great David Tell joke. He said, I'll never forget the song that was playing when I lost my virginity. I can still feel her beard. Doing other people's jokes now. All right. Uh, sports Byline was formed in the 80s to just talk sports. And this show has taken it off the rails because we talk about, we'll talk about the Holocaust on this show. Oh, yeah, that's right. We'll take serious topics. We did that last week. 
Uh, and then we'll talk about complete frivolity and mirth. Anything in between. I'm ready for you. Oh, I'm so versatile. <laughs> you can interview anyone. <clears throat> We're on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. Get Twitch fired up again, manana. Also, American Forces Radio Network. Always proud to be on uh, that storied franchise. And um, on the website, sportsbyline.com. As we stream along, we'll also on uh, Twitter at Rick Tittle. Tiddling Sports with Rick Tittle is the fan page. And on your TV set, CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel 2 as well. So, uh, oh, and the toll-free line, I say it in my sleep, I'll say it when I'm awake. 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Adam Ferrara on the other side, so get on back. Spring is here, and there's no better time to try something new. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar and enjoy real Coke taste and zero sugar. Now available at participating Burger King restaurants. Try Coke Zero Sugar with your favorite food from Burger King. Satisfy your hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. Sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame-grilled Whopper sandwich, BK Royal crispy chicken sandwich, or chicken fries are your fave, you are in luck. All Burger King menu items pair perfectly with an ice-cold Coke Zero Sugar. It's the perfect no-sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar to enjoy spring your way at Burger King, where you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. 
hour two of titillating sports you thought it couldn't get any better but it's better rick tittle is back he's so great i can't believe how awesome he is more sports talk yes couldn't get any better but it's better rick tittle is back he's so great i can't believe how awesome he is more sports talk yes hour two of titillating sports hey Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right, check me out. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Tickets, get them while they're hot. One night and one night only, Saturday, 7.30, Cobb's Comedy Club. We will have the great Adam Ferrara, stand-up comedian and actor who joins us again. My friend, you're you're getting into town and you're getting out? Yeah, how are you, pal? <clears throat> yeah, I'm... Uh... Uh, I am just doing one night. I'm flying in, in that morning from New York. I'm actually right now. I'm shooting um, uh, FBI on CBS. Um, so I'm, I'm, I just took my COVID test. So I'm good. So I'm shooting till uh, till Friday night, and then Saturday morning I get on the first flight out. Fly to San Francisco. I do two shows, and uh, hopefully you guys come out. I'll make you laugh. How you been? Uh, I've been okay. So wait a minute. Are you flying right back to New York after that? No, right after that. Then I go back to California. I got a house out in. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, in Santa Monica. Then I go home and I see the wife for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean... That, that's it's... the life, man. I'm all over the place. It's, and, and my wife, is she, she, like, they called me, offered me this job, and my, I said, honey, I got... Go! She, I didn't get the sentence out. She was just like, go! I was okay, fine. <laughs> Somebody's got to pay the bills, right? I hear you, baby. Well... It's amazing how prolific you are, and everybody wants a piece of you because you're so good. I mean, all the great shows that you've been on as a host and as an and as an actor as well. Um, I'm just waiting for a show where you play like Danny Murphy, the Irish kid. Is that ever going to happen? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can pull off Irish. I don't know if I have that range, but I get a lot of cops. I get a lot of criminals. Did I, did I ever tell you the Law and Order story? No, go ahead. My first my first dramatic role, I get a job on Law and Order, uh, and I call my mother, right? And this is what I said, "Mom, I'm going to be on Law and Order." And her and her friends watched the show, so it was a big event. They all, my mother made a lasagna. She's wearing a corsage. They set up like all the all the TV tables uh, in front of TV, and, and the uh, the opening credits come on. Boom! Guest star Adam Ferrara. Oh my God! Look at his name. They spelled it right. You know, everyone's happy and everything. <laughs> so the, the show the show comes on. I make my entrance. And it's following the Michael Jackson uh, storyline. So I get caught with a kid. So I'm playing oh. this creep, and it's just <laughs> dead silence. No one eats the lasagna. My mother's flowers wilt. Everybody leaves. They don't say a word. I'm in L.A. My mother calls me. She's like, what the hell was that? I invited everybody over, and you're playing a baby toucher. What's wrong with you? I had your, your father take the damn garbage cans out. I don't want people to see me in the street anymore. That's funny. Clear. I remember the guy who plays uh, Bosch, uh, Titus Welliver. Uh -huh. He told me, yeah, he told me one time he was on a 90210 and uh, he's like, Dad, I'm on a 90210. And his dad said, if you need money that bad, just ask for it. <laughs> That's funny. But, but then, then when they come out, like, I got, my, my, my parents like, they, they kind of understand, but they don't understand. It's like they're in their own world. I got nominated for, uh, like, an American Comedy Award. So I flew mm -hmm. my parents out, right? So we're going down the red carpet. 
And uh, I'm talking to like Entertainment Tonight, one of those one of those interviews. With, it's a pleasure to be nominated, you know that kind of thing. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. talking to you. my mother. Walks in the middle of the shot, like, oh hello, Adam. I'm going inside with the publicist lady because I have to pee. Your father's with me. Joe, let's go. Walks right through the shot. They're filming. My father walks right in behind her and says, Jesus, look at all these people. Wait, hold on. And I'm just standing there. They have no, they have no, like their world is just invading, invading Hollywood. They, they're just going to be who they are in every instant. <laughs> hey, I got to ask you too, how's the pod going? Pretty good. It's going, yeah, it's going really good. Who did I just have on? Oh, I had Stephen Pressfield who wrote The War of Art and The Legend of Bag of Ants. He was really cool, uh, so I got a chance to talk to him. I had my friend Brian Regan on again, oh, and uh, love him. Yeah, it, it's just just a sweet. I was working Vegas. I was in New Year's for Vegas, and he, uh, I get a text in the green room. He's like, "Dude, you there? I want to come by and say hello." I go, "Yeah, what are you doing?" He goes, "I live across the street, so <laughs> I got to see him." Uh, and then he, he came on the the podcast, which was really cool. <laughs> the thing and I love about Brian before. Regan, it, it, I got to say, for the most part. You're pretty clean too as a comic, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm not as clean as Brian. I mean, Brian is just like you know, right. he's performance of the apostle. <clears throat> and I told him, I said, "You're a pain in the ass." I know you say that word, and then he said, "So." <laughs> he totally does for sure. Um, and then for you, what about uh, why women kill? What's going on there? That was fun. That was fun. That was a show I did on CBS. Uh, and it was, uh, it was the guy that did uh, Desperate Housewives. And that was mm-hmm. really cool because that show took place in three different, um, three different time periods. So it was the 60s, the 80s, and current day. And basically, the deal with the show is there's this mansion. Um, and all these families lived in these mansions in different uh, time periods. And apparently, the husband was getting on their nerves. So the ladies wiped them out. And uh, the nice thing was I got, to, uh, I got to be in the 60s, so it was a period piece for me. And uh, there was part where I needed a car, so I went to the prop department. I said, you know what, I think my character would drive a 62 Eldorado. I bought pictures. This would be a great car if we can get. And they just kind of looked at me and said, who are you? Uh, and I, I ended up with a Buick Vista wagon. So. But that was fun, Rick. We shot that, we shot that in um, Hancock Park, which like was like a ritzy area in L.A. And uh, the... Uh, the, the mansion across the street was Danny Elfman's mansion, the guy from Boingo Boingo. Uh, mm-hmm. And our holding area was Lou Rawls' house. Wow. And the only reason, yeah, the only reason I know this stuff is because the Teamsters, I'm, I'm, always, I'm friends with the Teamsters because they know me from Top Gear. So right. I just hang out with the Teamsters and I tell stories and we laugh. But they tell me everything when they're pulling in because they know everything. So they pick you up in a van, they drive you in, and I sit in the passenger seat and one of the Teamsters goes, you see that house over there? I go, yeah, he goes, that's Muhammad Ali. I said, you're kidding me. So oh. it's like I got like a private tour from the Teamsters. You know, I think you got to be our age to know who Lou Rawls is. Like, you'll never find. You'll never find love like mine. Yeah, it's Lou Rawls, baby. <laughs> How do you Lou not Rawls. know Lou? But that's the I thing about the, uh, about the shows. The show, when, you, when you get to, and when you get to meet these people, Rick, and you get to work with these people, it's like, it's 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 so much fun for me. I just I had Bob Gruen uh, on my show, and he was a he's a photographer. He shot the famous uh, John Lennon photo where he's wearing the New York City T-shirt, and he shot the photo where Lennon um, is standing outside the uh, the Statue of Liberty, and he shot the Kiss album covers. And you know I, I know him because I'm a you know I'm a music nerd. So I he did the show. I thanked him. I just saw him on the subway. 
I had to take the subway here to Brooklyn to get the COVID test. I just saw him on the subway, and we, we talked the whole time. So, and, like, you get to meet these people in this line of work, and I'm still a geek. I'm still like, you're Bob Groon. He's like, I know. Shut up. People are looking. So I get to have that kind of experience, which is really cool. But what's it like when, now that you're so established, you got some young guy, young girl, or, like, I'm with Adam Ferrara. I got to pinch myself. Yeah, I, I don't. I have no idea. Uh, I'm, I'm very grateful it happens once in a while, and sometimes people tell me that. But I, it's just another day, man. You know, it's a, don't believe this stuff. So, uh, well, I think that I think that's part of your. I think that's part of your appeal, though. Too, you are just kind of an everyman, and you're very humble about it. Man, well, this, this can go away any minute, Rick. <laughs> Every, <laughs> at, at any minute, we're, we're all hanging by a thread, baby. Yes. In every sense of the word. I I think (laughs) as you get older, when's the wisdom show up? Because me and I are the same age. You're like, here's where I think wisdom shows up, because you have less energy for for crap. So you're like, I got to be smart with this, because I can only get up once. (laughs) It's true. I I was like the concept of the shoot around the morning of an NBA game, and Will Chamberlain said, I'm going to the stadium once. Do you want me to go in the morning or for the game? (laughs) That's great. I was yeah. at the gym this morning, and I realized I'm working out so things don't get worse. I'm, I'm in the prevent defense right now. I, when I was younger, I'm like, I'm going to get ripped. I'm going to get abs. And now, Rick, I'll be happy if I can bend down and pick up money I dropped. That's the goal. <laughs> there he is, Adam Ferrara, Cobb's Comedy Club. A couple of shows on Saturday the 15th down here on Columbus Street. Make sure to come check it out. Hey, buddy, it's good to hear your voice. Let's catch up soon. I like it, my friend. Best to you and the family. Stay safe, everybody. Be well. All right. Thanks for that. Adam Ferrara, everyone. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Pilot. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. 
With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. You're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece. I'm 33% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. That hurts my feelings. Coming up next, baseball writer Ryan McGee will uh, join us, and uh, he'll chime in on what he begotten to say. <clears throat> so tonight, 6 o'clock Pacific or 620, whatever it is. I was like in the East Coast. I went to like nine something for the game. That was something that hit me <clears throat> in December when I was in Philly and New York again. I was watching Sunday night football. I think it was the Niners and they were destroying, I think it was Arizona. It just, you know, McCaffrey was running wild. <clears throat> and I thought, well, this is an, a replay on NFL Network because it was like 1045 at night. And I was like, wait, this is live? <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's like my old friend joe fortenbaugh is like so on the east i said for us the first football game is 10 a.m <clears throat> you're just getting over your hungover night and he goes are you kidding you go to church you go to temple you have lunch and you're waiting for the first game to begin at one wow all right but as with any national title game, you can pick it apart any which way you want. You got a four-seed UConn and a five-seed San Diego State, and you could go through every single piece of analysis and think this is helpful and this is not. But if you just 
get down to the nitty gritty, you know, who matches up with who, which team has the edge at each spot. How did the benches compare? Well, position group by position group, there will be an obvious theme. I think if you continue looking at UConn over and over and over again, they have the edge in everything, everything. And UConn's defense is better. Their offense is better. Their depth is better. Their inside game is better. Their three-point shooting is better. Now, San Diego State's defense is no slouch. But will it be enough to pull off the upset? Maybe, maybe not. But we have seen over the years, remember Five Slamma Jamma? Remember UNLV? Remember Georgetown with Ewing against Nova? There were just games where it's like, (laughs) this game's over, why are they even playing it? And yet UConn is no one or two seed that's just taken a scythe through the entire 50 states all year. At one point, they went through six games and they lost four of them during the season. It's just that they have crushed everyone. I think the closest game was against the second Gales that played my St. Mary's college Gales. So... You look in the backcourt, UConn with Tristan Newton, Andre Jackson, Jordan Hawkins, San Diego State with Darian Trammell, who, by the way, went to SI. For you San Franciscans out there, he went to St. Ignatius. Uh, Lamont Butler, (laughs) excuse me, and Matt Bradley. Now, Butler and Bradley are kind of the guys. One of them usually ends up leading them in scoring. And... Hawkins is going to be a lottery pick, though, for Utah and uh, for Utah, for UConn. And Jackson is a bona fide dirty work guy, too. And so uh, and then but you think about Butler, very good ball handling. He obviously hit the biggest shot in the history of that school on Saturday, but you'd still give the edge to UConn. You look at the front court. State has Kashad Johnson and Nathan Mensah. UConn's got Alex Caravan and Adam Sonogo. And no one has been able to slow down Sonogo. I watched him dominate my college. He's averaging more than 20 points a game and just shy of 10 boards a game. And so that's going to be a real specific one. But Mensah is a really good player. 6'10", 230, a little bit slim. But... Good rim protector. He's also very dangerous in the paint scoring as well. <clears throat> and then Caravan and Johnson, probably you would say that's kind of a tie. But if you're going to give an edge, you give it to Sonogo over Mensa on paper. So the edge goes to UConn. On the bench, I just think about the two guys they bring off for a little jolt and electricity for the offense. Micah Parrish and Jadon Lee, sorry, Jadon Liddy for San Diego, and Naheem Elaine and Joey Calcaterra for UConn. All these guys have had big moments, but UConn is 14-1 and when Elaine scores at least eight points, which he's done in four games so far in this tournament. When you look at the coaching, Danny Hurley and Brian Dutcher, And would you say one coach has a better edge than the other? I mean, Dutcher has been in the game forever as an assistant 
he's been to so many different NCAA tournaments, but two 31 seasons in the last four years. And Hurley's really got the team believing. I would say that's just a draw. I would not give an edge to one year to one or the other. <clears throat> if you were going to give any edge whatsoever on intangibles, on just as JD was calling them the other day, junkyard dogs, it would probably be San Diego State. But in terms of confidence, UConn for sure. In, cur- in terms of swagger, UConn. I mean, it's almost bordering on cockiness. They've embodied that attitude. They have a very fiery head coach in Hurley. They want to step on you and not let you up. And they do it. And they laugh at you while they're doing it. San Diego State, though, if you're into the more karmic ways of (laughs) looking at things, um, San Diego State, you got to remember, was going to be a one seed. And the tournament was canceled right before March Madness started. You remember that? We were actually in conference tournaments, and people were like, what are we doing here? They're like, what? There were no fans. Remember there was one game that was stopped, I want to say at halftime. They're just like, why are we playing? This is really dumb. Because, you know, we thought we were done with a bubonic plague. Or are you going to give it to your grandparents? So San Diego State was going to be a number one, and it got canceled. And so you could say that they're being smiled upon now with this run that no one saw coming because they never fricking quit. They will not give up that game. I watched against FAU FAU was up by like 10, 12, 14, whatever it was. It was at least 12 at one point. And I'm like, this is over FAU. So well coached and dusty. We trust you. They were relentless. FAU was playing some of the best defense I think I might have ever seen in college basketball. They just were smothering San Diego State. San Diego State could barely dribble a ball, and they had like three guys converge. And I thought, wow, no wonder FAU has won like 35 games. They're relentless. And San Diego State won. I mean, I I watched the game, and I still don't know how. (laughs) They didn't lead at all the whole game. They were down. The only time they led, I think, is when the clock was at 0.0, Mr. Blutarski. They just don't quit. And so how do you say that a team that doesn't quit has no chance? Well, like I said, we don't play the games on paper, that whole thing. UConn has rolled through the tournament with barely a hiccup. Um, They... As I said, they've dispatched everyone with ease, and they have such a confidence, whether you want to call, as I say, on the verge of cocky or quiet swagger, whatever it is. I can tell you that Sonogo kid, he keeps very quiet. He just he lets his basketball do the talking and his elbows do the talking if you want to come into the paint. And so if I'm going to lay a bet on this game, there's no way I bet on San Diego State. But that's the beauty of sports is I think San Diego State has a chance. Why wouldn't they have a chance? They wouldn't be in the title game if they had no chance. And as I've just given an example, like three or four examples of teams that had quote-unquote no chance and ended up winning the game. And you hear these names that will stick with you, like Harold Jensen and Lorenzo Charles and Derek Wittenberg, these names that are only known in the sports psyche for the NCAA title game. 
You know, you think about Keith Smart hitting that shot for Indiana. That's after I watched that game. Ronnie Cycli missed three layups in that game for Syracuse. If he had hit any of those, Syracuse would have been national champs. Instead, it went down to Keith Smart for Indiana to hit the game-winning shot. And I'll never forget, I thought, I want no part of Ronnie Cycli as an NBA player. <laughs> that, was, that was my take after that title game. If you hit one of those three layups, you would have been champs. But that's why, you know, as I said, you think about the state game. They they won by one point over FAU. I think it should be good. I hope it's not a blowout. But I think UConn definitely has the ability to do it. But I don't think the Aztecs will let that happen. I'm Rick Tittle. We will come on back with a baseball writer, and we'll do it right here on SportsBot. an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers and the Annuity Rate Report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. 
Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. There's a brand-new book coming out tomorrow called Welcome to the Circus of Baseball, a story of the perfect summer at the perfect ballpark at the perfect time. And joining us is the author of that book, Ryan McGee. And uh, Ryan, this is sort of like a little uh, memoir, um, your first sort of foray out of college with a minor league team. Take us through it, please. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, thanks for having me. It, and it was, you know, you're 22 years old and you got no sense and you got no money. And uh, I thought I was going to be the, the next Mel Allen or, you know, you name any play-by-play guy in Cooperstown. I thought that was going to be me. Uh, it was not, spoiler alert, but I went to the winter meetings looking for a job in minor league baseball, and the only one I, I had offered was $100 a week working for the Asheville Tourists, which you know movie fans will know McCormick Field and the Asheville Tourists because Crash Davis at the end of Bull Durham, mm-hmm. that's his last team. The team he hits his last home run with is the Asheville Tourists. And, yeah, so I, I, uh, they said, here's the job, and I said, what's the job? And they said, whatever we tell you that it is. So it was pulling the tarp. And it was changing out kegs during Thursday, Thursday, and it was selling tickets, and it was sometimes uh, taking care of the the visiting uh, talent acts, whether it was the Blues Brothers or uh, Elvis himself, or we had a guy named Captain Dynamite in his exploding coffin of death, and uh, we helped him pack that coffin with dynamite, and then we ran away as fast as we possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis himself, so like most minor league teams that have been around you know since before world war ii the the levels the leagues the affiliations was that rockies when you were there or was that still astros it was rockies it it had been astros for years and then uh, it just this was their first year with the rockies and then uh and and the astros recently come back but yeah we had so our our, again going back to bull Durham, our version of nucleus we had a guy named jamie wright and Jamie was a first-round draft pick and had signed a big bonus, big for the time anyway. And Jamie was really struggling that summer. But Jamie pitched in the big leagues for like 15 years as a middle reliever. And so those those were kind of our guys. And we had Roberto Clemente's nephew, uh, mm-hmm. Edgar Clemente. But at the time, he was going by Edgar Velasquez because he didn't want any special favors. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, maybe not coincidentally, a couple of years later, he changed his name back to Clemente and immediately got promoted to the major leagues. <laughs> well, you think about, as I said, so many great players, five Hall of Famers I looked up went through that. And uh, so who was the best player on the team when you were there? The best player on the team when we were there was um, 
it was it was probably John Thompson, and he was an unheralded pitcher out of Mississippi, and and Thompson ended up pitching for the Atlanta Braves for a long time. You know, uh, Thomas was Thompson was uh, he was a serviceable. I think he won he won fifteen sixteen games one year when when the Braves were winning all those divisions. But we saw a lot of guys going through. I remember Jermaine Dye came through with the making Braves, and we were like, this dude is is for real. And, and there were a lot of those guys. We The one we barely missed on was uh, Jeter. Uh, Derek mm. Jeter we thought was going to be in Greensboro, and we missed him. He, he got promoted just a level above us. We were low A. But uh, but the big one was Michael Jordan. You know, it's funny. So that was the summer Michael Jordan played baseball. Wow. And he was in A Birmingham. And we were all – holding our breath and had our fingers crossed that maybe he'd get demoted or maybe because he was from North Carolina, he would start out in Hickory, North Carolina with the Hickory Crawdads. In fact, we sold out all of our games, all of our home games against the Crawdads because people thought maybe Michael would get be, be sent down. Of course he was not. But I did see Michael play. I saw Michael get a couple of hits and steal a base. That was in the first month of the year when he still, uh, when they hadn't figured out just to throw him breaking balls all the time. <laughs> so when you look back now and it, it just your story it reminds me of coming out of college in the 80s and and working for six months for free just to get into to television and all the things I had to do what was maybe one of the more ridiculous or maybe one thing where you almost felt like quitting you didn't want to do it well you know it's <clears> a lot of long nights um you know, I got frust- I was frustrated because I was hired with the promise of we're looking into starting a radio network, which they never did. The best part is Thursday night, I'm actually going to Asheville to throw out the first pitch mm-hmm. because of the book, and they're going to let me do a couple of innings, or finally do an inning or two of radio with, with the Asheville Tours, which I was trying to do in 1994. But the big thing I was terrible at was, was we had Thirsty Thursday. My boss was a guy named Ron McKee, who was like the P.T. Barnum of minor league baseball, and he actually trademarked the phrase Thirsty Thursday. So all these teams mm. around the country that have it, it was, it was $1 beers, giant beers, and people would buy them two at a time and they'd just get back in line. They'd never watch a ball game. And it was mostly college students. Well, one of us, one of the interns, every Thursday night was assigned to the beer cooler. And at the time, I might have weighed 125 pounds soaking wet, and they didn't teach us how to tap kegs at the Baptist Student Union at the University of Tennessee, which is where I hung out during college. And at one night, I think my personal record, I think, was it was not, wasn't not was quite 70 kegs. I changed out in one night. And then my old roommate, uh, the great Carlton Adcock, who, who's in the book, he and I lived in a retirement community together because that's all we could afford. I think Carlton changed out like 75 kegs one night. So uh, do the math. That's a lot of cups of beer. And, um, and by the end of the night, all my knuckles were bruised. And uh, and I, I smelled like I had slept in the cooler all night. And um, yeah, it's like it's like Donkey Kong, like reverse Donkey Kong. It was me trying to sling all those barrels around all night and um, and getting yelled <laughs> at. But, but thankfully, I survived. A couple more questions for Ryan McGee. The new book coming out tomorrow. Welcome to the Circus of Baseball: A Story of the Perfect Summer at the Perfect Ballpark at the Perfect Time. The Blue Ridge Mountains. What can you tell us about uh, the folks and sort of the. Uh, I don't know, kind of the, the temperature of that culture, the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's an interesting mix. And Asheville is a phenomenal town. And now Asheville is very eclectic, and it's called Beer City USA. And that's, of course, where the Biltmore State is and, and the literary history there with F. Scott Fitzgerald and Thomas Wolfe. And I get into some of that and Carl Sandburg. I get into some of that in the book. But it's always been this really weird intersection of 
you have a lot of great sports fans in that part of the state. And then you also have um, you have your kind of your art crowd, right? I mean, you have a lot of people move there just for that. Now people just move there for the beer. And then you have the hillbillies. And when I say hillbillies, I mean it as a term of endearment. And that's also how they take it. And, and you take all of these people, and that's who we had working at the ballpark. We had a guy named James the Mountain Man that my boss would pay 50 cents per every ball that James retrieved from behind the outfield wall during batting practice and during games because it leaned up against like this. The, the ballpark's literally cut into the side of one of these Blue Ridge Mountains. And mm. James would show up in overalls and no shirt and crawl around back there collecting baseballs in a burlap bag. And one night James came walking out. James barely ever talked. And James came walking out. And he said, I got a lot of balls. And he held up a bag. And I said, damn, James, there's a snake on your arm. And when I say on his arm, it wasn't wrapped around his arm like a rope. That snake was clamped. I mean, his fangs were in James's arm. And James just pulled it off and popped it and broke the snake's neck and threw the snake in the bag. And I learned later, the other part of James's arrangement was whatever he found back there, he could eat. So <laughs> raccoons, possums, snakes, whatever – uh, James turned in his baseballs, and then he went back to wherever it was that he lived in the mountains and, uh, you know, cooked up some sort of, you know, raccoon stew. Oh, that's – I don't know if you're going to have a better story than that one. That's pretty awesome. Um, what about some of the old-timers? Because if you think about, you know, Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Jackie Robinson, they all came through that town. Did you ever hear, like, an old-timer say, I remember Ty Cobb? Oh, yeah. We had a legendary sports writer who, who's passed since, but he's a guy named Bob Terrell. And Bob would tell those stories because when he was a little boy, they'd all come rolling through. I mean, little boy. And he remembered when, when, and, and when Jackie Robinson, particularly when Jackie came through in the 40s, Willie Stargell is probably the greatest ever actual tourist. He played for the tourists in the early 1960s, hit a home run literally on top of the mountain. Uh, the only wow. other guy that hit one that far was Babe Ruth in batting practice. Wow. The Yankees used to barnstorm through town, but Babe Ruth in 1925 um, on a train ride from Knoxville to Asheville going through the mountain, through the Blue Ridge Mountains, the Babe got really sick. And the Babe liked to eat lots of hot dogs and, and drink lots of beer. And hot dogs weren't really regulated back then. I don't know what was in those hot dogs. But the Babe passed out. And when the team went to the ballpark to play, the Babe went to a hotel and laid in the bed like a hospital bed. And some, for some reason, some newspaper in England reported that Babe Ruth had died in Asheville. And so wow. by the time the Babe got to New York two days later on a train, um, everybody, it was being widely reported that Babe Ruth had died in Asheville. And the reality was he just was laid up in the bed because he drank too much beer and ate too many hot dogs. It was literally called the bellyache heard around the world. <laughs> And I got to ask, too, Asheville, from what I understand, is deep into what was Cherokee territory. And yeah. is there still some influence of the Native American culture at all? Yeah, no, there is. There absolutely is. And, and I, honestly, I think that's where I believe that's where the roots of, of Asheville's really deep art scene. It, it, I think that's where those roots are. You know, there, there's music and, and bluegrass and all those things. But what you really see when you're in Asheville is you see... It's, it's almost like when you go out west, you know, and you see the influence of, you know, the Native American culture throughout New Mexico, Arizona, you name it. And in Asheville, it might not be quite that strong, but it's certainly there if you're willing to look around. And um, in Cherokee, 
Uh, you know, the, the Cherokee Reservation and National Park is not far from Asheville at all. In fact, there's buses that run uh, from downtown Asheville out there all the time. But, but you definitely see that influence um, in the way people dress. Um, and certainly when you when you go into the amazing arts markets they have in Asheville, that's that's when you're reminded, uh, you know, who originally lived there. And then last question for you, as a guy from, uh, you know, who was a Vol, I know you guys border North Carolina. Is there a friendly rivalry? Do you guys get along? Do you guys hate each other? What's up with Tennessee versus North Carolina? You know what's funny is that they've never really played much. You know, they they played in the Music City Bowl, a really controversial game not too long ago. Um, and, and that was, I'll say not too long ago, 10 years ago. And the reality is, to be border states, they never play. And it's mm-hmm. strange because I grew up in North Carolina and then went to school at Tennessee, and I was stunned at how few people in Knoxville, which is not far from the North Carolina line, knew about North Carolina and vice versa. And so it's, um, you know, and even when I went to school, we had Heath Schuler and Carl Pickens were our two star offensive players, and they were both from North Carolina, just barely over the state line. But I remember John Ward, the legendary voice of the Tennessee Volunteers, when I was a student, I worked with John a little bit. And I said to John, John says, you're from North Carolina, huh? I go, yeah. He goes, I love North Carolina. He goes, I used to visit there all the time until my passport expired. And that kind of <laughs> sums it up because people just don't – there's not a lot of there's not a lot of crossover, which has always been weird to me. But but, but I hope – I've talked to Mac Brown, the, the head coach at North Carolina now, about this, about you know trying to get those games on the schedule. They tried a couple of years ago and, and, and canceled. But hopefully – um, hopefully we could play because I grew up. I grew up when we call an ABC house. Anybody but Carolina. So the opportunity for Tennessee to beat <laughs> North Carolina in something, uh, I'm all for it. I'll say this about Heath Schuler here in closing. Not that tall, but the greatest quarterback, number 21 all time, no doubt. Yeah, I, I always tell Heath because he, Heath lives in Charlotte where I am now, and I always tell Heath he is to me is the ultimate pre-internet guy. You know, can you imagine if like Charlie Ward and Heath Schuler had played? when we had the internet because those guys were done and, and, and had moved on. But he was, um, he was, he was maybe the most athletic dude I've ever seen, but yeah, the, easily the greatest quarterback to ever were in 21 that I know of. Yeah. A handsome guy too. He could have really capitalized more on that too. Yeah. And his son, Navy, his son, his, literally his son is Na- his son's name is Navy Schuler and Navy is a reserve quarterback at Tennessee now. So I'm at that age now, boys, where, uh, I'm covering the sons of the guys I went to school with. So I guess this uh, is, that's just how it goes. Dude, I'm 57. Welcome to my world. It is yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan McGee coming out tomorrow. Welcome to the Circus of Baseball story of the perfect summer at the perfect ballpark at the perfect time. It's going to be a really, really good baseball book for everybody to pick up. Ryan, congratulations. Thanks for dropping by, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right, some good stories there. Gotta love the one about the snake biting the guy. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Pilot. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. 
Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800 293 0328. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now back to Fat Boy. All right. Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. We still have an hour to go. J.D. Sharp's going to talk NCAA title game. We also have director Brandon Slagle who will join us. He has a brand new movie called Breakout. Scorpions, Breakout. Breakout. Klaus Meiner, Rudy Schenker, Rudolf Schenker, y'all. All right, we'll get another hard newscast. Come on back in five minutes right here on Sports Byline. 
USA News. I'm Richard Johnson. Former President Trump is scheduled to be in the air at this hour, bound for New York City ahead of tomorrow's scheduled arraignment on dozens of charges. The case developed by Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg centers on hush money payments former Trump fixer Michael Cohen claims he made to an adult film star on Mr. Trump's behalf, hoping to buy her silence at a pivotal moment in the 2016 campaign about an alleged affair a decade prior. Mr. Trump insists there was no affair. His attorneys insist there was no crime. NBC correspondent Garrett Hake outside the Manhattan courthouse where Trump supporters promise a large but peaceful demonstration tomorrow. President Biden heads to the Twin Cities today to visit a plant that's gearing up to make electrolyzers. That's a key piece in producing clean hydrogen for hydrogen fuel cell vehicles. Cummins, best known for heavy-duty diesel engines, is expected to announce a billion-dollar investment in several of its plants around the USA. The White House also says the president will not attend the coronation of Britain's King Charles. The First Lady will lead the U.S. delegation to the ceremony in London next month. The price of crude oil is up sharply today on word that Saudi Arabia is cutting production from May through the end of the year. World prices are up by about 6%. Saudi Arabia calls it a cautionary move to stabilize the market. The college basketball season ends tonight with the men's championship game in Houston. Tournament veteran Connecticut will play newcomer San Diego State. The Huskies cruised into the final. The Aztecs needed a game-winning basket literally at the buzzer to advance. The biggest name in mixed martial arts is merging with the biggest name in pro wrestling. The Endeavor Group, which owns UFC, is buying WWE to form a single company worth more than $21 billion. No word yet on on name for the new firm. This is USA News. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic and psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. As electric vehicles become more popular, state governments are trying to make up for the tax revenue lost by fewer of us filling up and paying all that tax on every gallon of gas. Gasoline-paying drivers are the ones who are subsidizing the free road usage of EVs right now. We need to remedy this and quickly. That's Terry Hall with Texans for Toll-Free Highways. That group's solution? A $200 fee tacked onto the annual registration for every EV. The people representing EV owners are good with that. Our members, when polled overwhelmingly, 76% said, yes, we are responsible for use of roads and want to pay our fair share. Tom Smith with Texas Electric Transportation Resources Alliance. $200 is about what owners of gas-powered cars pay each year in gas tax. So the bottom line of the new fee is that it would not be a new source of revenue. Regardless of how your car is powered, do you always, always pay attention to the road? Distracted driving is a huge problem for police. In Iowa, the state patrol is mounting a new crackdown. We are going to be out there 
in full force. And if we are able to prevent people from distracted driving, there's a chance you could receive a citation. Sergeant Alex Dinkler with the Iowa State Patrol. Among the reasons for auto recalls in the past week, leaking fuel tanks, torn airbags, defective side view mirrors. Biggest culprits are Honda and Chrysler with nearly 400,000 vehicles recently recalled. I'm Richard Johnson, USA News. If you own a business with employees and have not received your COVID ERTC payroll refund of up to $26,000 per employee, you need to act fast as time is running out. ERTCfiling.com has helped thousands of businesses across the country receive over a half billion dollars in government funds. This is not a loan and you do not have to pay it back. ERTCfiling.com consultants will make the process fast and easy and at a fee of less than 2%. Let ERTCfiling.com show you the money. Go to ERTCfiling.com to see how you qualify. Fees are at fixed rates per quarter qualified 2% based on total average rates from teams don't spend because they don't want to they want to lose so increase their spending capabilities just to increase them they continue to cut out the middle and this is what we rushed into a deal for smdh shaking my damn head never fails end quote and This is hardly a new occurrence to Green. (laughs) He said, never seen someone go to the table with those assets that makes an entire machine go and lose every time. Blasphemous. And then he went on in a couple more tweets just saying that the players lost negotiation with the owners. He said he's going to say a lot more on an upcoming podcast. That's right. You have social media, Twitter, whatever. You have podcasts now to get your view across. Now, Draymond is not the union rep for the Warriors. Kavon Looney uh, is. And Kavon Looney, I don't think I've ever heard him say a word. I asked him something at a press conference one time, and he just kind of smiled and went, yeah. I don't even remember what I asked him. But Andre Iguodala was the union's vice president until last month. And Harrison Barnes is now the vice president, Draymond's former teammate. He's now at the Kings, Harrison. And Harrison Barnes is a very bright guy, another very quiet, even-keeled person, too. So you don't necessarily want a hothead, but Green has a very personal stake in the CBA, because he has a right to opt out of the contract at the end of the season, and he's reportedly hoping for a long-term deal from the Warriors, but they're putting in a much harsher luxury tax, and it's going to make it a lot harder for the Warriors to re-sign him at the price he feels he is worth. And Green put out another tweet, quote, I'm in year 11, bro. It's the younger guys and those that aren't in the league yet that gets effed. He spelled it out. <clears throat> so the NBA originally hoped to impose a upper spending limit on teams like the Warriors in these negotiations, but the players were never going to agree to that. So now the new structure keeps the onus on the Warriors. So while keeping Green and the rest of the team together will be expensive, um, Golden State ownership could still do it technically if they're just willing to pay the enormous cash price and um you know at this point <clears throat> well that remains to be seen 
whether they want to do that or not. But just I bring up the CBA. So just getting to know what happened to some of these tweaks over the weekend, I think is maybe one of the most quiet CBAs ever negotiated and signed. Because what this does, this means there's no lockout until 2029 at the earliest. So labor stability was one of the deals going on there. <laughs> but tweaking virtually every element of roster building, trades, free agency, the draft, the salary cap, they're undergoing some changes. The good news is the basic structure governing the salary cap is not changes. It's not changing. The players and the owners will still split basketball-related income 50-50. And each side capable of bringing in 51%, depending on how much teams spend in a given season, the salary cap itself will still be based on a projection of the following season's revenue and usually amounts to around 43% of that total basketball-related income divided across 30 teams. So it's a soft cap, unlike the NFL's hard cap, which means that teams are allowed to exceed it. But, I mean, the salary cap is roughly $123 million. But there are teams spending close to 200 mil in pre-tax salary, like the Warriors. So that luxury tax line is a higher figure. It's going to amount to around 53% of total basketball-related income divided across 30 teams. <clears throat> so... That's sort of the first new wrinkle is that there's going to be a second apron, if you want. The figure comes in at around $17.5 above the tax line, and that will trigger a whole host of restrictions. The basic idea is to make it harder for teams like the Warriors to spend more money. But you, know, you should note that it will only make it harder for teams to acquire new players. None of these changes will make it harder to retain players. So, <clears throat> I mean, it does get complicated when you start thinking about the one and a half and luxury tax for each dollar spent between five and 10 mil that went up to a dollar 75. So it's almost like a 200% gain there, but free agency, as I said, there are two significant free agent restrictions on teams that come in above that line that come in. And the exception is. All right. Well, that's nice and fun. We it appears we lost connection with Rick, so I'm going to step in and hop on here. Oh yeah, completely connection lost. Uh, I was working on some different things, so I don't know where Rick was at at the moment. But you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna hit a little bit of an early break here. Be short, just a, a minute or two here, and then uh, we'll come back. I'm gonna try to usher in Rick, and then we'll get uh, if. No matter if we get Rick back, we have Vince and Lafayette on the line, so we'll pick up with Vince on the other side. Hang tight, Vince. I'm Dominic Menez. This is Still Lighting Sports. Do 
Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain into a seven and a half foot long, 54 inch wide gorilla? Is that what you're telling me?
This is the only sports talk show that features a Rhodes Scholar, but he ain't here today. Now, back to Rick Tittle. All right, thank you for that. Apparently, we uh, lost the mic there for a second, but uh, I'm back. That's right. The mic, the Rick, is back. Coming up in the next segment, director Brandon Slagle will join us, but right now lines are available at 1-800-878-PLAY. Let's go to Vince, who's in the East Bay. How you doing, Vince? Oh, great. I was going to ask you one thing about that basketball uh, contract that they're, uh, I guess, waiting for ratification. Is I mean, I don't know if you heard about that. Did San Antonio sign that French guy and skip the um, draft? Like the guy said he didn't declare for a draft so he could just sign him without having him in the draft. Was that a true story or is that just April Fool's joke? Well, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what the story was. What was the story? Oh, the, well, there was this, you know, a French guy is supposed to be like the number one in the draft. Victor yeah, Wenbanyama? Yeah, the, I heard, there was a story out, and I, I mean, I read it on the, but I don't know. It was on the um, basketball. I Googled it. They said he signed with the San Antonio because he didn't declare for the draft that he's technically a free agent. And I, don't, no, I wonder if that was a true no, story. No, he has to go through the joke. draft. Yeah. Okay, because it was April Fool's when he did it. Yeah. That's a joke. Okay. Yeah. I, was... do, I do have my guest. Have you got time for one more question, Vince? Yeah, yeah. I had another quick one. The yeah. basketball, they, they talk about the um, you know, the, the contracts and all that. What's prevent a team like the Warriors saying, all right, I'm going to pay uh, Draymond Green $19 million a year to uh, be a visor for my business and then $1 million for basketball? I mean, because that would say, get you out of the cap real quick. Yeah, but that's just that's like racketeering. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's just all fake. <laughs> He's in the yeah, union. No, He's in the union. Hey, Vince, man, up. thanks for the call. We do have our guest. It is JD Sharp from Pro Wagering and ProWagering.com. And uh, JD, no one would have thunk the Final Four, but uh, as you said, San Diego State in every single category matching up with UConn is less than, but as you call them junkyard dogs, I think UConn is rightfully the favorite, but San Diego State has some kind of magical run going on. How do you see tonight? You know, this is a, this is a really interesting game because <clears throat> you're totally right. On paper, UConn has everything. They have the field goal percentage. They have the assists. They have the defense. They have the five-game 20-point win streak or 20-point win they, they've won five games by 20 points plus, except I guess this man game they won by 13, but they were up by 15 basically the entire game. Um, but one thing UConn does, and there is a reason why uh, I like San Diego State. I like San Diego State. I bought it up to eight. I put you know, three units, decent-sized play. Um, not like my Super Bowl Chiefs five-unit play, but still a good-sized play for the final game of the season. Um, one thing San Diego State does, they play really good defense against guards, and they get in passing lanes. In, in the last three games against, you know, Creighton, against um, FAU, FAU is actually a really good team. They just made a lot of threes, you know. So, um, But they they only give up six or eight assists in those games. And UConn, they average like 19 to 25 assists a game. And they've been doing that in the, in, tournament, in the tournament the entire time. But one thing UConn does is they turn the ball over a lot. Yeah, they beat Miami by 13, but they had 15 turnovers. I think that San Diego State's guards are going to be athletic and pesky enough to be able to stop UConn from penetrating and passing, which is what they do, which is how their how their offense works, obviously. 
Um, and I think they'll probably be able to, to guard Jordan Hawkins as well from three, which should help them tremendously. Uh, but they're still going to have to make shots themselves. Bradley's going to have to play well. Um, my, my biggest worry for San Diego State is Donovan Klingan, seven foot two, we'll call him seventh man for UConn, that comes off the bench. He averages like 14 minutes a game. He's a freshman. He gets like seven points, six boards, a couple of blocks. He's a great defender, scores easily offensively. I think Mensa can match up with him, but it all depends on Jaden Lede. San Diego State is going to have to get Klingan or Sonogo in foul trouble. If they're able to do that and Micah Parrish hits a couple of shots from the outside and Keyshawn Johnson plays a decent game, maybe a Guacarap off the bench, gets a couple of, a couple of baskets, you know, like garbage baskets, junkyard dog-style baskets, then I think that San Diego State can actually win this game outright. But uh, I do I do like them to cover this spread. I just think UConn is going to turn the ball over quite a bit, and San Diego State is going to be able to convert on those turnovers. You know, I watched that San Diego State-FAU game, and FAU just impressed me so much. They're so well coached. they just relentless defense. They were just smothering everything San Diego State did, and I don't think San Diego State held a lead until the clock was at zero. And I had to ask myself later, how did the Aztecs win that game? <laughs> Well, honestly, the last four to five minutes, they really couldn't get an offensive rebound. They couldn't get a defensive rebound. San Diego State was missing shot after shot after shot. And FAU, they were just too small because they played four guards. Good guards, but, you know, four guards. And San Diego State was just consistently getting offensive rebounds. So, and I think the officiating wasn't great towards the end of the game. I think there was some, some bias towards San Diego State there. But, I mean, they still played a great game, obviously. They, they, they won. They probably should have lost for sure. And I'd be talking differently about UConn against FAU. I think they would blow out FAU. But I just think that the San Diego State team, especially Dutcher, Dutcher's a hell of a coach. He, uh, a heck of a coach. He, he's really good at coming back from deficits. He's great in the second half. Uh, his teams never give up, and they have the depth, and I think they have the experience to compete at the highest level. Am I saying they're going to win the game? No. And I'm not going to bet a money line. But I wouldn't be shocked if they did, and I'm fairly confident that they covered this eight-point spread. When you look at the – the backcourt, as you're saying, they got the kid Trammell here from San Francisco. You got Butler and, and and Bradley, and these guys usually end up the leading scorer. You talk about Mensa, who is you know very quietly a good rim protector and also dangerous in the paint. But I mean, Hawkins is going to be a lottery pick for UConn. I saw against my St. Mary's Gales that that Sonogo guy. There's just no answer for them. Would it take? UConn to just be ice cold, or do you think San Diego State has what it takes, as you were saying, to inflict that defense on this team where no one has been able to stop UConn so far? Yeah, I think that I think that they're going to be the toughest defensive matchup for them. I just I think the coach, I think Dutcher's too good of a coach. Uh, we'll see how Mensa plays Sonogo. He's he's wide enough, he's big enough, but it could be a situation where, where maybe Lede plays Sonogo. Lede's six nine, two fifty. He matches up really well with uh with Sonogo who's 6'9 260 himself so uh, I would say the X factor in this game is going to be Donovan Klingan if he plays exceptionally well you can this game by 20 and on the other side I think Jordan Hawkins is is, is you, the shots that he's used to getting they're not going to get and that extra pass that they're used to making and they do it really well uh they're not going to get that either so I, I just think that this is a game of extreme offense powerhouse team who's had 1990, or maybe Villanova when they destroyed Michigan by 30. Um, and then you know, the media darling, 
because everyone's just watching them just destroy teams uh, against against this underdog, this true junkyard underdog in San Diego State, who plays good defense, who doesn't turn it over that much, who doesn't let the opponent get a lot of assists against them, who fouls a little bit, and they're not great from the free throw line. But it's also a game where I, I just think that UConn has kind of gotten lucky defensively. I think that a lot of shots were missed that maybe shouldn't have been missed. These are shots that San Diego State might make today. So, so yeah, I, I just think that it's kind of a, it's, it's a regression to the mean situation, and it's not a great matchup because these guys are as less, as athletic as anybody in the country. They're deep, and Dutcher knows how to coach. And, and obviously, this is their first time getting there. They they, they could bring the Mountain West uh, national title you know, for the first time since since UNLV in you know 1990. That's almost 40 years ago. So I, th- I think. Uh, um, that's a little over 30 years ago. So I think I think that San Diego State is, is being counted out here, and they shouldn't be. Is there anything like, you know, in the Super Bowl, we have a million props, and not so much props, but do you see anything on the side, like little individual things or, or uh, halftime things that kind of jump out at you for bettors out there? Well, you know, as far as halftime things go, the, the first half line is four, and UConn tends to blitz people in the first half. Uh, four is about right, considering the line is seven and a half. It'll probably end at eight. There's probably going to be a whole bunch of money that jumps on on UConn. But uh, actually, no, pretty much everybody has bet UConn, and the line's been going down. So uh, that that also tells you one thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's like my my main my main reason because it's not. But um, but as far as like individual performances go, I would take a look at Sonogo under points. I would take a look at Jordan Hawkins under threes. I don't know what those props are myself. I don't generally mess with those. So it's not obviously that this isn't as publicized of a game as the Super Bowl. Like with the Super Bowl, there's no other games on, right? Tonight we've got NBA, we've got Major League Baseball, we've got a little hockey, we've got you know, the, obviously the national championship game. So it's just it's not getting the attention that Super Bowl would. So you're not going to have the props that follow that attention or that lack of attention. But but yeah, I just I, I think it's going to be a really really good game. I'm guessing it goes under. I'm not going to mess with that, but but San Diego State is going to be there till the very bitter end. Yeah, no doubt. It's going to be interesting. That's J.D. Sharp with Pro Wagering and ProWagering.com. J.D., thanks for coming by. Hey, thanks a lot, Rick. Appreciate it. Sure, appreciate it, too. And uh, sorry, Vince, I didn't have enough time for you there. Um, <clears throat> we got in uh, the Pro Wagering segment. But, yeah, that's another thing, too, is that you know, San Diego State really is a team when you think about they don't really have a star guy. In their past five games, they've had four different leading scorers. And you're mostly looking at guards like Lamont Butler and Matt Bradley to bring those uh, those leading scorers in. But it, <clears throat> it just goes to show you all the other, uh, you know, five seeds in the tournament, one of them, which was my team. St. Mary's is just that you need the ball to bounce your way time and time again. And you also need belief, but more than anything, you need talent in this whole thing about how San Diego state, some have said got here by smoke and mirrors. They have not done that. FAU of all teams, Florida Atlantic, which wasn't even called that when it first started, we talked about how dusty made the head coach cried his eyes out when he said yes to the job. Cause he said yes, before he looked at the gym and the weight room. And he tried to get out of it, but he, then he couldn't get out of it because it was his friend that hired him as AD. But if you just think about um, all the seeds that get to this point, there aren't many. You need talent and you need resolution. And I think they have it. 
All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with a filmmaker on the other side. Is it Steven Spielberg? Maybe on Sports Byline. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad.
so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right. Thank you for that, I guess. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome filmmaker Brandon Slagle to the show. He has directed a new film called Breakout, which will be releasing from Uncorked Entertainment on digital and DVD on April 11th. And um, Brandon, uh, a recent uh, follow-up to the hit uh, Battle for Saipan. You just go, is is there like a, a bar that's raised? People expect a lot out of you after that, but I guess that's something you uh, welcome, right? Yeah, absolutely. You should always always try to raise the bar and always try to outdo yourself, but don't put too much pressure on it. A uh, funny thing about this one, though, is Breakout was actually shot right after Battle for Saipan. So, um, you know, we can't always control the order these things come out, but I think people will dig it. Now, this is a prison break movie, like you might imagine, with Breakout featuring a guy who I had on my show last year. Unfortunately, we just lost him, uh, Tom Sizemore. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he uh he it was it was interesting having him because um you know his his struggles with addiction and such were very well known and I had only had bad uh and bad experience with him prior and he totally proved me wrong. He ended up being just a pleasure to have on set and super dedicated and I I really we really got to see a, a kind of a window into why he had the really amazing career that he had which so few people ever achieve. So it'd be bad radio if I didn't ask you about the bad uh, occasion you had with him. Can you share that? Um, I think it was just years before when he, you know, was going through some of his struggles, and uh, a, and a, a company that I was doing post production for had brought him in for a meeting, and he was just sort of all over the place. He lost his wallet. He was in my bathroom for a long time, and just you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that he was doing, you know drugs or, or or not but you know he he definitely had his ups and downs but he was actually very transparent about them to us like he had sort of come to terms with you know some of the things he had been through very good all right taking control of a maximum security prison and recruited other prisoners as his army a criminal mastermind and former lapd explosives expert faces off against a rogue hostage negotiator and a retired black ops agent who had been visiting his incarcerated son. Therein lies the plot. Take us a little bit further, if you would. So because it's an action movie, the the protagonist is always some black ops or has some sort of background because it's a, because it's a movie. Um, mm-hmm. So basically we had had a movie come out through Uncorked a few years ago called Crossbreed and, a producer um, that we knew, James Bresick, was um, working with Uncork to put together um, an action slate that they were that Uncork was financing, and so we gave them a number of log lines. Uh, log lines are, you know, basically the pitch, and we kind of knew that this is the one that he was going to gravitate to because the title was so simple and it had that keyword of a former black op black ops agent. Blah, 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 blah. So um, it kind of went from there. Within a couple of months after it being greenlit, it was we were shooting. We brought in my old friend Louis Mandalor to play the protagonist, who um, you know people who are fans of this genre probably know. And um, just gave him and uh, Christos Andrews, who played his son, a lot of meaty stuff to work with, so that you you care while he's doing the Die Hard in a Prison Act. Um, 
Brian Krause, who people may know from Charm, played really against type as uh, Max, who's the, the antagonist, the former LAPD bomb squad, um, gone rogue. And I think he's really going to surprise people in this because he's, he couldn't be farther away from Charmed or Return to the Blue Lagoon or anything that people know him from. So when you are also a uh, writer, how much leeway do you have um, and how much do you use as the actor as a collaborative effort, like saying, well, I think it'd be better if I said this and not that? Yeah, I, I typically really encourage them to uh, either improvise or make things into their own because, you know, these guys are known for a certain level of uh, quality and you're hiring them. So why not let them do it? Why not let them do their thing, you know? Um, so I try not to really be too controlling of that as long as they don't go off on a tangent and it becomes a different movie. You know, as long as it's something servicing the plot or the characters, I'm, I'm really open to, to the collaboration with it. What would be like, do you have in your mind a directorial style that lends itself to, I don't know, Kubrick? Tarantino, Scorsese, what have you, or is it something that's sort of like fluid? I would say there's there's a lot of influence from uh, 80s and 90s, Tony and Ridley Scott and mm. John Woo's uh, Hong mm. Kong movies like The Killer and uh, Hard Boiled and, and so on that really kind of like sculpted me over years and years and just you know, I pay homage to a lot of their styles, and I, I try to take something from a lot of them and, and make it my own. Speaking with writer-director Brandon Slagle, the new movie Breakout coming out on the 11th of this month. I mentioned Scorsese. His famous line is that movies aren't finished. They're just abandoned. So at what point <laughs> do you stop editing? Do you stop leaving things in, taking stuff out, and you just say, look, this is it, and I'm putting it to bed? When the deadline is impending. <laughs> Do you have like investors though, just saying, look, we told everybody this movie would be ready at this time and I don't care if it's not ready, it's gonna be. So this one was actually, it was financed by Uncorked. So as long as, you know, we didn't have a third party to besides them to answer to like a lot of movies that are required do. So we basically had to have some sort of action every few minutes and um, make sure it was on time. <laughs> Over the years, have you ever had kind of some shady sugar daddy saying, look, I'll give you your last hundred K, but you got to get my girlfriend in it. <laughs> um, not in any of the ones that I had put together, but in some things that I was just hired to do. Uh, yes. Probably shouldn't <laughs> say which ones, but it does. It definitely happens. <laughs> when I got out of college in uh, 88, I started working in television, but another mm -hmm. job that was offered to me was down at MCA. It was to hold a shiny board on a movie called The Burbs with Tom Hanks they were <laughs> working on. And who knows what would have happened yeah. if I would have entered into film. I had no plan. But what would what was your very first job on a movie? Oh, God. Um, it It's kind of weird because so when I was 16, uh, El Mariachi came out. And, you know, which people know is Robert Rodriguez's first movie that he self-financed for like seven grand uh, for a shooting budget by basically being a guinea pig for medications. Um, so really my first job was picking up the camera and just kind of doing it myself um, with a, you know, big, bulky 1980s VHS camera. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I never did like PA jobs or anything. I guess, I guess you could say my... 
uh, first official other job was an, an actor, which I was for a number of years. But after a while, I ended up paying more attention to what was going on behind the camera and with the crew than my actual job. So I, I eventually just made the flip completely, and, and here we are. Just as an aside, your proudest acting moment and maybe most cringy credit. <laughs> uh, proudest would be uh, having an under five role in Argo, I guess, oh. over 10 years ago, um, which was mostly trimmed. <clears throat> I probably would have trimmed the whole thing out because it just felt extra. Um, it's it's when um, the house guests are being flown out um, and are free, and it cross-cuts with um, the uh, the maid of the house crossing the Iran-Iraq border. And on the commentary, Ben actually says, oh, yeah, we had more to this, but... Uh, you know, she, it looked like she went into custody, and it just—he doesn't sound like that at all. What voice am I using? <laughs> uh, but, but basically, he—he uh, uh, he said that he felt that the scene sort of downplayed the celebration that they were cutting to in the plane. So, so I, like I said, I would have cut it. So what you see now is basically us, me, and another guy waiting for her when she comes through customs. Um, mm-hmm. Most, I guess, was it an embarrassing acting moment or? Or shameful, or <laughs> well, those uh, are harsh words. Maybe one where you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah your word, your word wasn't near as ha- wasn't near as harsh as I'm making it. Yes, okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> so this isn't necessarily the the movie, but uh, in 2006, I was in a movie that was originally called uh, Polycarp in reference to a, a biblical figure. Um, and it was the story was a thriller that had to do with the occult and 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 a bunch of other stuff like that. Um, when it was acquired and released by Universal, they changed the name to Kinky Killers. So, <laughs> movie wasn't the best, but the title just made it really sound like something I, it wasn't. And unfortunately, it ran on Showtime and Cinemax for. Many, many, many years after that title. <laughs> so that took a while to kind of live down. All right. Last question for you. The movie Breakout, you have like three to five minutes to show your favorite part off the top of your head. Can you think of what that moment would be? It would be towards the end, Lewis is, um, or uh, Alex, the character that Lewis plays, is on his, is en route to finally save his son. And he confronts a number of Brian Krause's henchmen, um, some of them with guns, some of them with uh, words, and it's more—it's presented more of, as a survival scene as opposed to just ball-to-the-wall action scene. And we use this as a way to kind of get to know the characters and the back and forth and the dichotomy between him and the henchmen who, had he gone a different way in life, he could have very easily been one of. Um, but it's towards the end of the movie, big scene in a kitchen. For those of you Very good. Watching. The movie's called Breakout. It'll be on digital platforms and also DVD on April 11th from Uncorked Entertainment. He wrote it. He directed it. Brandon Slagle, our guest. Brandon, congratulations for coming on, and uh, thanks for spending a little time with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Sure, no doubt. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back. We'll close it out here on Sports Byline. Who's watching? Tell me who's watching. Who's watching me? I always feel like somebody's watching me, and I have no privacy. Oh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. 
If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. To me, it's like a mountain. A vast bowl of pus. beats his servants. I don't have servants. I've told you a hundred times. All right. Yesterday I was at the uh, 
the A's game, and it was uh, tons and tons of Japanese press. Shoyotani didn't disappoint them, hitting a, another home run as the A's stink. Um, scored two runs, one run, zero runs. <clears throat> That's what they did this weekend, but did manage to fashion a win. But I saw my old friend Doug Greenwald in the press box, son of the great Hank Greenwald, who did uh, the Giants forever, also did Warriors and A's too. But uh, Doug has been a minor league broadcaster for decades, mostly with the Fresno Grizzlies, but um, he's now going to be with uh, Winnipeg, believe it or not, this year. He's going to go in a couple weeks, but we were talking about old minor league stories and I got to thinking that earlier in the show when I was speaking with Ryan McGee and his new book, welcome to the circus of baseball. And <clears throat> it was 1996 and he was with a ball, uh, bend Oregon and they were playing the Reno chuckers. Reno now has a beautiful stadium where the Reno aces play right by the water and the casinos. They're the Truckee river. Um, and it's the AAA of Arizona, the D-backs AAA. So Trout and Posey and a lot of great players have come through there on the other teams. But um, <clears throat> Corbin Carroll now. But I reminded him of that night in Reno in '96. I was in. A, I was went up to his broadcast booth with him. He was by himself, one man band. Like most guys, you have to be your own engineer. I was my own engineer on A's pre and post at the Coliseum, so it, it didn't get that much more fancy in the big leagues. But when um, <clears throat> I, re I reminded him, and he had no recollection of it, that one of those minor league giveaways was during the seventh inning stretch, they had find the diamond ring that they buried in the infield, and they gave, and it was just for women, now that'd be sexist, but they ran out there with spoons and they dug up the entire infield till somebody found it. And then they said, okay, play ball with all these holes all over the infield. And the lights were really dim. It just seems like, I mean, but that's the beauty slash irony of the minor leagues too, as well. Um, it's just really for the love of the game for sure. Hey, thanks for tuning in, and uh, tomorrow we'll do it again at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Until then, more sports talk right here on Sports Byline. We don't have brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to end the show.